0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفقان الحميد يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة <laughs> My dear respected friends, dear respected brothers, sisters, the topic for today is a very interesting word which you saw. It says narcissism, it's not a word we use every day. Another word that we use every day for this idea is called, uh, in Arabic it's called عجب. And other words are self-conceit. These are other words. But while the words seem to be very strange words and we're not used to these words, but we will probably be very understanding of the idea itself Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us many many bounties and he gives us many gifts alhamdulillah living in the West especially in countries like Norway and the UK there are generally the three things which Allah the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned in the hadith that if a person gets up in the morning and he has these three different bounties Three different gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is as if He has been given the entire world. What are these three things? Number one, if you get up in the morning and you have security, you don't have bars on your windows, you're not feeling threatened that somebody's gonna bomb you or rob you. And this is a reality. It sounds that in Oslo this is not gonna happen. Maybe robbing. Allah protect but but bombing you that just sounds so far away and may Allah keep it far away but for other countries it's a reality it's a reality (coughs) we can walk outside it's cold but we're not gonna feel like we're just gonna get robbed we can leave our car we're not I've lived in a country where I would park the car we would go to the supermarket We would come back outside, and if the car was still there, I would literally say, Alhamdulillah. Not because I do a lot of shukr, but because if your car was still there, then you're very lucky. This was in South Africa. I'm not joking about this. To get into my house, there was an outside gate. Then there was another gate to put the car into. Then there was a metal door. Then there was a normal door and then when you shut everything up inside uh, and you come inside and there's nobody inside the house, then you say, Alhamdulillah, I'm inside. Crazy. But such a beautiful country. The weather is better than here. The fruits are better than here. The, everything is better, just crying. My friends there, they can't let their children go to the local store to buy something because they could get mugged. So No security. If you get up in the morning and you have security, number one. And number two, you have health. You have health care. Alhamdulillah, most of us, we get good nutritious food. We have access to good food from around the world, right? Including mangoes from Pakistan, I'm assuming. Which is a must. When it's season at least. Um, you have health care so health you have alhamdulillah that's number two and number three as long as you have your daily food food for the day for yourself and your family the prophet said if you get up in the morning with security with health and with your daily food it is as if you've been given the entire world what more do you need what more do you need for the day for today then tomorrow is the same the next day is the same what else do you need I need my safety, I need my health, and I need my food, my nourishment, sustenance. And if you have that, you've been given the entire world. So that's a great thing, which is we should do shukr and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. But there's another problem with this. When we start getting too much and we start feeling comfortable in this world, studies show that people stagnate when there's too much order. This is getting a bit maybe complicated. But when everything is so orderly, so functional, then people stagnate. They don't develop, they don't get better. Sometimes you need chaos for people to rethink and try to get even better. They say that a lot of the time, improvement comes after chaos. How many people are out there who used to work for others? They lost their job, created chaos in their lives, and then they started something new and they invented or innovated or became a different company. It doesn't happen to everybody, but it's the way you perceive these things. So now what happens is that when we get too confident about what we have, we start feeling self-confidence, we start feeling self-reliant, we start believing in ourselves more than anybody else. Then we start disregarding Allah. When everything is coming to you every day so easily, it's very difficult then to thank Allah unless the heart is still there. But the heart gets caught up in the worldly goods. <laughs> that is why, generally, if you look at the prophets, the Anbiya, والسلام, the Rasul, the Rusul, when they would come, their first believers would be the poor people, would be the downtrodden people, would be the oppressed people. Allah says in the Qur'an, about Nuh when he, he was inviting his people, they said, should we believe in you when it's the low class, the Ardl, the inferior people, they followed you, how can we follow you? As though it's a class system. This is, your club is for the poor. It's not for us. We have a different club. And you know what's really surprising is that in some Muslim countries, this class system exists. Alhamdulillah, in the West it doesn't. In Norway, in England, you've got the wealthy, influential Muslims and the not so well-off. They both pray together and they both feel religion is theirs. The religious ones. Among both communities, you have people who are not so religious. But I don't want to mention names, but you may be able to understand. In some countries, my son goes to a university, a good university in London. And there's many UK-born Muslim students there From Indian, Pakistani, Somali background. Very religious w- Women with hijab um, uh, uh, Brothers with beards Praying, looking for the prayer room in the university You've got Muslim students coming from Muslim countries And they are shocked They are surprised that you guys Who are our ideal We would love to be like you These are the elite from those countries because, you know, for foreigners to come and study in the UK, their fees are like three times the amount. So it's only the the top cream. And they're totally surprised that these people are religious. Because in our country, they say, religion is for the low class. It's not for our class. I'm sure you'll be able to understand if you, you can relate to this. They're totally surprised. How come? You know, we have to pay so much to come here. You guys are born here. You are... UK, London, and you guys are religious, they're totally surprised. And this is what you call the harm of culture. When a culture is of a certain way, it's very difficult to come out of that culture. Everybody starts thinking in the same way. Cultures, if they change, people have more of an option. (coughs) Because there's very few people who are willing to go against the culture, even if they know inside their heart is wrong what the culture is saying. But that's a different point. Maybe we'll deal with that more tonight in tonight's program, which is a bit of a different issue. Let's get back to narcissism. So the main thing here is that when Allah has given us so many bounties, the same bounties can become a fitna. Once in Hajj, in the group, there was one brother who uh, was, you could tell he was very savvy, very clever, very smart. He would always be the first on the bus. He would have the best position everywhere. In Mina, he, had the, he thought he had the best place to sleep Because you know, if you've been for Hajj and you go to Mina You have to then find your right spot And if you don't get the right spot Depends on who you're next to, close to the door, wherever So I observed all this Because I go quite a, you know, nearly every year So I, you can tell, right There's some people who need a lot of help Some people are very savvy This guy was very savvy, I was watching him One day I sat with him And he said to me, you know what, Allah loves me I said, MashaAllah, that's wonderful Allah loves you I said, he says, because look, I always get everything first. Now the thing is that just because you get everything first, you have the best job, you have the best uh, spouse, you have the best car, <coughs> that is no proof at all that Allah loves you. This is the dunya. And the, uh, the Prophet said that <coughs> this dunya, لو ta'dilu عند الله janaha مَا سَقَى مِنْهَا If this world had any value, intrinsic value of long-term value, then he, he, if he had even as much value as the wing of a fly or a mosquito, then Allah would not have given a disbeliever even some water to drink. But this is just a testing place. This is not the end-all of it. This is not our ultimate vision, this world. We live in this world, we use the world, we benefit from this world, but it's for investment for the hereafter. So, just because you're getting more of the dunya, and I feel this all the time, because we have a concept in Islam called istidraj, which basically means that if you're getting more dunya, and mashallah, everything is happening, you're getting promotion at work, and mashallah, everything is just going so right, but you actually feel yourself are not getting closer to Allah, but actually further from Allah, then that is not a blessing from Allah. That is is a word for it, it's called istidraj, which is what they say in English, Allah giving you rope. Okay, do a bit more, do a bit more, and then when we we take you to task, when we seize you, then it will be very bad. Let him go, he is acting like this, okay, let them do it. Then we'll show them one day. Allah protect us. That is the sign. So when we have all of these things, mashallah, what starts happening is we feel self-reliant. We then start feeling better than others. So the concept of narcissism in Arabic is called ujub. Another word is conceit. This is different from kibr in Arabic. There's another word called kibr or arrogance. Arrogance, pride. Arrogance and pride, which is kibr, is different from ujub. Ujub is when you just feel yourself to be superior. But you're not necessarily comparing yourself to others. You just feel, I'm the best. I'm just the best. Very soon, that will lead us to start feeling we're better than others and looking down upon others. That becomes even worse then. Looking down upon others. Now, don't get me wrong here. One clarification. There's a sahabi who came to the Prophet and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I like everything of mine to be beautiful and nice, my clothing, even the straps on my sandals, I like them to be the best. And you've seen how much handsomeness Allah has given me as well. Is this arrogance? The Prophet said, no, that's not arrogance. Arrogance is when you reject the truth, you're not willing to accept the truth because you're so arrogant, I must be right. Just remember, no human can always be right. No human can always be right except the Prophets, because they have divine protection, isma, and guidance. Otherwise, everybody makes mistakes. <coughs> and we have to acknowledge that, that I could make a mistake. And even the biggest alim of this world makes mistakes. It's whether we recognize it or not is the question. Nobody's perfect. So, when we start thinking that I have everything, and you reject the truth, you're not willing to accept the truth. Imam Shafi, he was a scholar, and sometimes they would have scholarly debates. And his dua was always that, I wish the truth will become clear on the tongue of my opponent. I just want the truth to manifest. If it becomes on my tongue, maybe he will not accept it. But if it becomes manifest on his tongue, then I'm willing to accept that, so truth will prevail. That's a very difficult thing to think about all the time, you know. Look at husband-wife relationships when you have arguments. The husband always thinks he's right, and the wife always thinks she's right. right. This is where you get the conflict in. But if each of the couple can understand two things. Number one, that we are weak, and we can make mistakes. And my partner can make mistakes and they're weak and they're not perfect, they're not a princess, they're not a prince. Right? Because even prince and princesses make mistakes. Then they can deal with that conflict. So ujub is self-conceit. That's why this is the way the scholars have defined it. I'll give you the scholarly definition of narcissism. It is for somebody to deem his blessings as tremendous and then to rely on his blessings. Whatever Allah has given you. For example, um, do you remember when you bought a new phone, or a really nice one, or a new car, <coughs> and when you, you get inside and you see somebody watching you, how do you feel? It may, there's a there's a feeling, isn't there? Some people, <coughs> for them, it's all the same. It's like water. To have me in a Rolls Royce is like water. Very few people. For the rest of us, we buy a Mercedes, we buy a nice car, Tesla, whatever. (coughs) Suddenly you're going to start feeling like people are watching me and then there's a smirk on the face. right? That's where you have to be careful. How do you deal with that? I felt this as well. How do you deal with it? The way you deal with (coughs) it is that immediately you think, Alhamdulillah I have this. It's because of Allah I have this. That will remove all the smugness. If people are going to praise you, let them praise you. But let it not get to our hearts. You can't stop people from praising you. If they want to praise you, let them praise you. That's not a problem. But let that not get to our hearts. If Allah has given me something, whether that be position, I become the, the committee member, the president of the masjid, uh, promotion at work, whatever, Alhamdulillah, this is because of Allah. Just return everything to Allah. Because when we don't do that, and we feel like we got it because of ourselves, because of my quality, and Allah, who gave you the quality. That's why he says, Ujub is for someone to deem his blessings as so tremendous and then to rely on them while forgetting to attribute it to the giver of it, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I can say that here because everybody here is a mu'min. You've come for Friday prayer because you've just sacrificed your work time. You've taken time off because you know that you're doing this for the sake of Allah. You are believers and you should thank Allah for that. If I was speaking to... A non-Muslim crowd, I would explain this differently. But here, we have some very fixed ideas because we're believers. We have some very fixed ideas that I can I can speak about it like that. Then he says, "Allah subhanahu uh, being preoccupied by a blessing and forgetting the giver of it is ujum. When you start relying on your own, its opposite is to remember Allah's favor." That it is Allah who gives us these things. If you feel that, because I know that in Norway people are still very connected, mashallah, to their home countries. And they go back and forth, and they have relatives in those countries. Nearly everybody does, right? I mean, I know the Pakistanis, they go back to Pakistan. They've got, mashallah, intermarriages happening. Many people out there would love to be here in your place. And we feel here that Alhamdulillah Allah's body is, at least, it's not as chaotic as those countries. May Allah bring relief to those countries. Right? But as long as it's predictable, free healthcare, lots of things Alhamdulillah here. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. Thank Allah for that, that you are here. You know, I was in Imam in America, in California. California is one of the most beautiful states of America. And then I was in one of the most beautiful cities in California California, called Santa Barbara. It's on the coast. On one side is mountains. On the other hand, it was the ocean, the Pacific Ocean. I was literally five minutes drive from the ocean. Right? Beautiful place with the palm trees and I used to drive through. But what was really strange is I stayed there for eight years. I started in 2000. I left in 2008. The people who were there in 2000... And when I left in 2008, only about 20% of the same people were still there. 80% had left of the Muslim community, I'm talking about. It was a very expensive area. And my assessment is that I don't think people did enough shukr of being there. Such a beautiful place, no billboards, they don't allow advertisement on the streets, no big tall buildings, very comfortable place to live. Weather is throughout the year, it was you don't need an AC and you don't need a heater. 60 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit throughout the year. Beautiful place, but I don't think people were, I don't think people were doing shukr enough. Allah says, when you do shukr, Allah, I will increase you. And you know, there's a special pleasure when you start relating everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When everything that we have, everything that we have, you think about Allah. You have a nice food at home, mashallah. Right, the wife is cooked nice or you go to a restaurant. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That keeps the narcissism away. That keeps the narcissism away. Otherwise we get indulgent, we start thinking, then we start forgetting about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's when it becomes detrimental, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said obviously you know this, Allah in the Qur'an says that if you do shukr, we'll give you more. So it's a win win situation all the way through. To, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to th- for us to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every little thing, we need to be thanking Him. And that needs to become a habit of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It needs to become a habit that every time we see something, do something, just thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have to do it by believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the true giver of it. Why is there narcissism? Why would somebody become like this? What is the cause of narcissism? The cause of narcissism is generally ignorance. To not understand that Allah is the giver of everything. The true believer Allah says in the Quran is, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ لِلَّهِ Those who are iman, iman wale, those who believe, they are the most intense in their love for Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're intense in love for someone, you're going to remember them all the time. So if a bounty that our own lover gave us, imagine your beloved gave you a gift, you became so preoccupied with the gift that you forgot the giver. It's absurd. So to become preoccupied with that is a problem. The fact that we are mu'min and we love Allah most intensely, that means we must remember Him more. And one of the ways, to, easiest ways to do it is that, that's why the Prophet ﷺ, Ibn Atayillah uh, uh, says that if Allah has given you the ability to to, to raise your hands for dua, it means he wants to accept it. If Allah has allowed you to come into the masjid, then you need to thank Him for allowing you to come into the masjid. He says, don't even ask Allah for reward. Because the fact that you came here is already given to you by Allah as a bounty. That is a bounty. Thank Allah for that bounty. We ask Allah, the time went very fast. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. And we ask Allah for blessing. And inshallah we'll see you this evening inshallah.